Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet. But do not fret, chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, 'cause everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope, the program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, we welcome you to our uh, weekly radio show, Hope. We're in downtown Corinth at our Super Talk radio station with our Phil, friend Phil Womack, and he he kind of keeps us in line. It's a little easier today, Phil. We don't have Bobby Caps and Wesley Jackson with us today. Uh, they're out. Wesley is out. His wife was having surgery in Nashville, so we want to pray for her. Uh, our friend Bobby Caps is in Jackson rubbing elbows with the big shots, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what he's in Jackson for. But they're out on business. Bobby is, so we want to uh, pray for them. But today's a special day. Uh, we got special guests in the house with us, and I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's March the 10th, which means spring's right around the corner. It feels like spring today in a downtown beautiful Corinth. It's uh, beautiful here, and uh, if you don't live in Corinth, you're just missing out. Uh, we have one of the most beautiful downtowns they are, and today is just beautiful weather. This Sunday, uh, reminder, we run our clocks up, which means Easter's coming. Easter's right around the town, and that, you know, at the end of the day, Easter is our big hope celebration, and uh, we want to celebrate hope here every Thursday. I feel like we all need encouragement uh, we all need hope, and uh, that's our mission here for this show every week, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, I was out last week. Me and Phil was just talking. I was doing one of my favorite things, getting to watch high school basketball. It was 36 games at the big house last week, and I got to watch about 28 of them. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just thankful I got to do that. And uh, Congratulations to our friend Cliff Little and the Biggersville Lions there winning girls and boys. Uh, we got a special guest here today that's a Biggersville alumni, and so I'm thankful for that, but also thankful for uh, uh, the Boonville girls and boys. Congratulations, Michael Smith, uh, on winning both, and Michael and Cliff is two of the best at their, what they do. So uh, I've got one special guest here today, Chuck Hassel. Chuck is a dear friend. I've got to know Chuck over the last several years. He is the pastor of Walden Street Christian Church, which is in downtown Corinth. What a beautiful spot, Chuck, to have a church. Yeah, what? absolutely. Chuck, you're not from Corinth. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, no, I, I, I was born in Baldwin, but never really lived there very much. Um, my dad worked for General Electric Company, and we moved all over the south, basically. Uh, so I'm from all over the South, but came back to this area to be close to family and uh, um, enjoy in Corinth. Love the historic downtown, love the, the railroads, the history, uh, and just really enjoying being here. Been here almost five years now. So, Well, Chuck, and uh, you're the pastor of Walden Street Christian Church, uh, as I said, but also y'all are involved with Living Free Ministries. Uh, share a little bit yeah. about what how you're involved there. Well... Um, coming to the church here, I uh, was looking for what our purpose should be and, and what we should be about doing. And uh, we, we decided our purpose statement would be what, that we're serving Christ here at the crossroads uh, and just getting involved in what he's doing until we figure out more specifically what our purpose might be uh, to serve. And uh, so I was really amazed at how much the Christians, regardless of what church they went to, came together to serve in this community from the Lighthouse Toy Store, to uh, the Christmas baskets that the groups do, to uh, Amen Food Pantry, and, and in that process found Living Free. And so our church now does about, about every six to eight weeks, we do a meal there. Um, I like a good men's group, so uh, it helps keep me accountable. And uh, so I somehow got connected on Saturday morning going to, to the men's study, and uh, it's a highlight of my week and, and my life. and 
and uh, helps me there. So I attend that every, every, almost every Saturday, and uh, we serve what we can then uh, at Living Free. Well, if you add that up, you know, once every six weeks or so, that's often. And I, one time I figured up that's about 700, 800 plates a year y'all help feed mm-hmm. at Living Free. And we feed uh, every Thursday night. We have plates to go right now, and uh, I'm thankful for y'all. Y'all always bring a great meal. Uh, y'all don't bring pizza or anything. Y'all bring a meal, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. It's like barbecue, baked beans, slaw, yeah. and you know homemade desserts, homemade cookies, and things like that. Chuck, you introduced me in a way to our guest today, and you've got close connections to him because one of them's your sister. Why don't, why don't you take a moment and just introduce our guest here today? Well, yeah, of course, uh, my sister is older than I am, and so she... <laughs> she, she didn't tell me that, Chuck. Yeah, she... <laughs> she, she didn't say that. She beat up on me most of my life, but we, we, we figured out how we could get along uh, about the time she started driving, I guess, and uh, so... Uh, uh, we've had a great relationship, and she met Ray uh, Tranham at Bible College, and I was privileged and blessed to actually perform their wedding for them, and so been involved in their life ever since. Uh, about that time, I went to Florida for ministry, and they went to Ukraine uh, for ministry, and um, I, I mentioned on Facebook yesterday, I think it was, I, I guess every church I've been a part of since then has supported them. I've been on two missionary trips to Ukraine to see where they lived and the ministry they did and to Odessa Theological Seminary that they work a lot with. And um, their daughter and son-in-law have come into the mission and to the ministry and have hearts for Ukraine, uh, which does summer camp programs for children. And um, you'll be amazed at this, Tommy. Yeah. Their, their big deal is sports camps, and they think any American who comes is a, a big sports person. So myself, I found my home. Yeah, <laughs> my, myself and a couple of other men, old ministers. We were in our forties the first time we went, and uh, they thought we were super athletes because I knew how to play basketball, and uh, one of the guys that played a little football, and we are nothing compared to athletes in America. But over there, it was very popular, and well, so went back ten years later for an anniversary of that, and did a couple of those camps, and. Uh, uh, they just have a fine ministry there, and, and having been there helps me to understand it better. And, of course, they're in very tragic times right now. Yeah. So uh, that's why any opportunity we can get their word out, uh, we're trying to do so. Well, great. And we're going to get to them in our next segment, Ray and Pam Tranham. And I'm, I'm excited about hearing from them. First of all, I want to thank our sponsors. If it wasn't for them, we couldn't do them this show. Uh, my wife at Wilco Real Estate. Uh, for any of your real estate needs, please see her. My daughter is part of that team now, Olivia. So, hey, call Olivia. She'll hook you up, buying or selling. I mean, she's she's excited and brings a lot of energy to it. Nick Bain, I was with Nick yesterday in Jackson, Mississippi, in a meeting with a group that's trying to do criminal uh, justice reform in the state of Mississippi, and I'm thankful for Nick Bain. We use Nick for a lot of our legal needs, and I'd, I'd encourage you to use him. Uh Gatlin's Pharmacy in Tishomingo for all your pharmacy needs. Uh, our local subways, uh, Daniel Arthur and his family have supported us for a long time, been a part of my family, and uh, has treated me like family. So I'm I'm thankful for Daniel and the local subways. Living Free and Crosswind Ministries, they've been in our community helping folks a long time, and they're a big part of our mission. So we're thankful for that. Uh, we, I want to give you a phone number. And our well, uh, anybody can listen online. It's supertalk.fm Corinth. Listen worldwide, anywhere in the world. If they've got internet, they can listen to this show. Also, we have a brand new webpage at livingfreecorinth.com. Uh, it's on there as a podcast. Uh, all of our shows will be listed on there as podcasts, so you can listen there. Uh, our phone number for any questions today 662 603 9829. Text only. I'll give that again when we come back out of break. But, uh, again, we're just thankful for our sponsors. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Ray and Pam Tranham. (music) 
Hey everybody, I'm Wesley Jackson and I'm part of the leadership team at the Freedom Center. On behalf of myself and the guys, we just want to say thank you for all the support over the past year. Also, we'd like to invite you out to our second annual golf tournament brought to you by Langley Wealth Management, Gatlin's Pharmacy, and Grace Chapel at Pickwick. The golf tournament will be April the 23rd at 8 o'clock at Hillendale Golf Course. It's a four-man scramble. If you're interested in being part of our special day, just give us a call or go to CorinthFreedomCenter.com. Thank you. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo, is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, I'm Tommy Wilson from Carn Mattress Furniture Outlet in Carn, Mississippi, right here on Highway 72. I know you've heard that we sell mattresses at a deal, but did you know that we also sell lift chairs, recliners, adjustable beds, dining tables, and so much more? Did you also know we rent inflatables out? Remember, you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson, and you have to come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to Super Talk Radio Station to our weekly show, Hope. We've got special guests today. I've got my friend, Pastor Chuck Hassel from uh, Walden Street Christian Church downtown here. Uh, he, he has introduced us to Ray and Pam, but it was easy to introduce Pam because that's his sister. Uh, now Chuck volunteered and said it was his older sister Pam didn't say that So I'm, I'm going with Pam But look Ray, Pam, we're, we're grateful to have you here today Thank you very Thank much you. We are certainly uh, glad to have the opportunity to, uh, to be with you this morning To talk about uh, things that are happening in Ukraine As well as the hope that God gives us wherever we are in the world well, uh, million dollar question, how did you get to Ukraine? You've been there 27 years. That's right, we've been there 27 years. Um, let me start out by telling you that I'm from Corinth, from, from Biggersville, grew up, grew up here, and uh, went to church here. Uh, my parents are members at Walden Street Christian Church, they, but I grew up at the Salem Christian Church um, before that. Uh, so this is the place that we call home when we come back to the States. And we do come back to the States usually once a year to uh, update uh, our supporters to visit with churches and to visit with family. But we come back from the other place that we call home, and that's Ukraine. And you ask us, how did we, how did we get there? Well, uh, 40 years ago, when I was about age 19, I decided that um, uh, God was leading us to, or leading me to uh, cross-cultural mission work. So I went to Bible college, majored in cross-cultural mission studies, and then was a pastor at the Itawamba Christian Church in Fulton, Mississippi. Was there for about 11 years. 
uh, one of the people that we that our congregation was going to support back in 1992 was a man that was going to Moscow to start a Bible department in a state school. The former Soviet Union had just opened up. People were excited. They were going over, standing on Red Square, passing out Bibles. That period of time lasted a very short time, though. And he thought he needed to start a something that had a little more foundation. He thought he needed to start a Bible department in a state school. And our congregation there in Fulton was going to help uh, with some of that financial support. Uh, three, weeks, three weeks before he was supposed to leave, I, I called him and said, how are things going? He said, well, Ray, the guy that was going to go with me for the first uh, term uh, just backed out, and I was going to call you. And he said, can you go to, to Moscow with me for two months and teach in a, in a Bible department in a, in a state school? And I said, and I, I talked to the leadership of my church, and they said, yeah, you can go. First, I talked to my wife. First, <laughs> fir, first I walked up and down the aisle in the church uh, during the day uh, for three days trying to figure out what to do. Then I talked to my wife, and she said, sure, go. And then I talked to my leaders at the church, and they said, sure, go. Uh, and the next day, the next Sunday, we raised all the financial support we needed at that moment in time to go for me to go for two months. And that was incredible to raise. And I had to call folks back and say, that's enough money. People, people were giving, people were interested in what was happening in, in Russia and in the former Soviet Union at that time. But I was there for two months and I came back and I realized that that was the best opportunity for cross-cultural missions that was ever going to occur in my lifetime. That had been my background and my training, and that allowed me to see the tremendous opportunity in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. I continued in my ministry there at the <clears throat> church at Fulton. We began to look at the possibilities in the former Soviet Union. Then we came to realize that there was even a better opportunity in the country of Ukraine. Now, during the Soviet period, one of the ways that the Soviet Union restricted Christianity was to not allow people to train for the ministry. There were no Bible colleges. They were not allowed in, in the former Soviet Union. So as things began to free up, the Christians there in Ukraine started the first Protestant Bible college in the Soviet Union. That was in 1995. Uh, we went in 1995. They mm -hmm. actually started the college in 1989. Okay. So they, it, it was still the Soviet Union until 1991. So as things began to free up, the Christians there in 1989 started the first wow. Protestant Bible college. They started it in the country of, of Ukraine in the city of Odessa. This was started and has continued to be run exclusively by local national people, not by Americans, not by foreigners. But because they'd not had this Bible college in the past, they had a need for teachers. They had no teachers for it. So they invited a number of Westerners, usually Americans, to come over and to teach for a few weeks, or in our case, to come over and to teach on a long-term basis. So. We went over and visited Ukraine. I went over and visited the college, and we made an agreement that we would move from Mississippi to Odessa, Ukraine in 1995. 1995. Yeah, so that's the, that's the date when our family moved. That was my wife and I and two daughters. They were age seven and age nine when we moved over uh, from Mississippi to live and to work at, under the leadership of the college there. One of my first early students was named Alexander. He's now my boss. He's now the president of our Bible college. He has a PhD from um, a school in Scotland. He's well known. And uh, so you need to, as teachers, you need to be careful and be nice to your students because one day yeah. that may turn out to be your boss. <laughs> so on that move, you and your wife and two young daughters. Right. Wow. That's a big, big difference in us. It was a big step, yeah. Yeah. They didn't have slug burgers there, did they? No, they didn't have slug burgers. <laughs> wow. So. And that is, by the way, one thing that we usually get when we come back to the States. We, we're always interested in going and getting a slug burger. Well, and you've been there for 27 years now, and you and you come back home during the holidays at Christmas, like you said, to come and uh, you know, share testimonies and share about your mission work at the churches and people that support you. So you came home, and uh, when did you come home? 
We actually bought our tickets back in August, and those tickets were for uh, the 15th of December, right before Christmas. So Pam and I arrived here in Corinth uh, on the 15th or 16th of December um, to visit with family, to visit with supporting churches, because all of our financial support comes from individuals and churches and Christians here in, in America. And our plan was to return um, a week and a half ago. Uh, so we had return tickets for a week and a half ago, and obviously we did not go back. There's no flights in or out of Ukraine right now. So, uh, and then war broke out. Russia invaded February the 24th. That's yes. right. So uh, here you are here. Yeah. Your, your daughter and son-in-law and two kids is in Ukraine. Uh, tell us, uh, how, what was that like? Well, they were in Ukraine. Our son-in-law is still in Ukraine. Our daughter and uh, her two, their two children are back in Mississippi right now. But was, that, was they there like February the 24th, though? Yes, yes they were. Yeah, and they, I read in the article that they had to make long journeys carrying loads of food and things like that. Be prepared to wait in line for 60 hours. Well, to get got, out, you've got to maybe you need a little bit of think about a little bit of background to the situation that's happening there in Ukraine. If you ask Ukraine, if you ask the American media, if you ask most Americans, when did this conflict start? They'd say, well, 12, 13 days ago. If you ask Ukrainians, when did this conflict start? They would say it started eight years ago. Right. Um, Eight, about eight or ten years ago, Russia began to flex its muscles, began to regain some of the strength that it had, had lost over a period of time, and it uh, annexed part of Ukraine called the Crimea, that southern part, and it also stirred up an internal conflict on the Russian-Ukrainian border. And that's been an ongoing conflict for the past eight years. It's not made the American news because it's kind of been the same thing over and over week after week there. During them eight years, was it a sense of danger to like y'all there? Uh, after the first couple of months, things kind of settled down. We were not in an area where there was conflict. We were not in an area where uh, we would see military convoys going down the road, but there was no immediate danger for us and we kind of settled settled into a kind of normality in, in the situation right. there now as americans we were not allowed to visit those areas uh, even ukrainians said please don't go there we would be a liability to to them and to anything that was happening in that area uh, although our daughter who's a medical doctor did visit one of those areas and do some medical clinics in one of those areas but for the most part that was something that was happening several hours away from us and didn't really have much impact on our daily life. Okay. Well, Ray, we, we've got to take a break and we're going to come back, but I've got a question already text to me and we'll answer this when okay. we come back. I'll ask it again. I want you to be thinking about it. Uh, this lady says she's listening to the show. Uh, there's a lot of people in Corinth that want to help support the people in Ukraine. Other than praying, how can we support them? Is there an organization we can donate money and supplies? That's going to be a major question. We want to answer that when we come right back. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with our next segment. Okay. This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is, quite simply, what type of help? y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two 
tutoring in after-school programs. We provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need of seasonal apparel. And these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone. So if you are in need of help, please call us or come see us at Crosswind on 703 Tate Street. We're here to help. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, welcome back to our show, Hope. We're downtown Corinth, Super Talk radio station. We've got a special guest. I've got a room full of special guests today. My friend Chuck Hassel, who's the pastor of Walden Street Church downtown. Uh, they, he has his sister Pam and her husband Ray, Ray and Pam Tranham, who is been missionaries to Ukraine for the last 27 years. Uh, they came home for Christmas and didn't know they was going to be here for that long, but they're That's here right. with us. And uh, Ray, it's interesting. I, I want to give our phone number again, 662-603-9829 for any text questions. We've already had a, a, a great question. We're going to answer that maybe at the end of this segment about how to support our friends here and how to support Ukraine. Uh, so, Ray, catch us up. I mean, we was talking in between segments here uh, about that timeline and stuff. And the- Yeah, I was, I was talking about how conflict started between Ukraine and Russia eight years ago. And that's been an ongoing conflict, but it's not made the news a lot because it's kind of been a stalemated situation. But that began to change three or four months ago when uh, Russia began to um, amass its military right on the border with Ukraine and began to be a lot more uh, threatening uh, of Ukraine. And it looked like that they were interested in more than just the territory that they had taken in the past. So the people of Ukraine uh, began to try to think about what's this going to mean if something happens. And about three and a half weeks ago, while we were here in the States, our, our Bible college where I teach called me and said, Ray, we need, we're trying to put together an evacuation plan. If something does happen, we're not expecting anything's gonna happen, but if something does happen, we need to put together an evacuation plan to take our Ukrainian employees uh, out of harm's way, get them to some part of Ukraine where there's not conflict, because we're expecting conflict's gonna occur in the port city of Odessa. Uh, that's a city of about a million people where our Bible college is. And they also said to me that, Ray, we need to take all the electronics, and all the computer hard drives and backups and those kinds of things out of your office and uh, secure those in a different location. And we also need to pack up all of our college's documents and get rid of anything that we cannot immediately evacuate. That was three and a half weeks ago. And that was a really good plan that they put together. Uh, they were, had made arrangements with churches and with church camps in the western part of Ukraine over on the Polish border where they could evacuate employees, Ukrainian faculty and staff too. And it, they assumed that would be a safe area if anything happened. We were still not thinking much was going to actually take place uh, three and a half or so weeks ago. Two and a half, about three weeks ago, my uh, daughter and her two children decided that they needed to leave the city of Odessa, drive about 10 or 12 hours to western Ukraine, and stay with some friends because they thought that would be a more secure area. They did that uh, about uh, three weeks ago. Uh, that, she said that cost them about $500 to uh, pack up some things, to stock up on some food items and those kinds of things, to travel to the other side of Ukraine, and to stay with friends for a week or so. 
Uh, now, I say $500 because that's an average salary of a Ukrainian today. Uh, so, average salary like for uh, a month? For a month. I'm sorry. For a month. That's an average monthly salary for a Ukrainian. And, and that's an average salary for somebody at our Bible college as well. And our college, as I said, had a plan to evacuate and to move its, its faculty and staff and their families to the same area. But they didn't do anything. And the reason that they didn't do anything is most Ukrainians don't want to leave their job that they're getting paid at, spend a month's salary, travel to the other side of the country, and then start spending money there when nothing's happening. And so that Ukrainians, it's important to realize that there were evacuation plans in place, but Ukrainians did not do anything until they were shooting. Yeah. So uh, our daughter was able to do that, but Ukrainians didn't, didn't make any moves until uh, the actual in, uh, attack upon Ukraine by the Russian troops had, um, had begun. But a few days, actually about a week before things started, uh, somewhere around the 20th of, um, of February, uh, Pam and I were here in the States, and we began to look at that situation. We began to realize that things were moving more and more towards the point of conflict. So we said that we needed to start raising some financial support to help our college evacuate its Ukrainian faculty and staff. Because as I said, uh, like my Bible college president uh, was one of my former students 25 years ago. And he has a PhD, and several of our Ukrainian faculty have PhDs, and those kinds of people are very hard to replace. So we needed to preserve them and, and their families so that if something did happen, our college could, our Bible college and the church and the people, the people there could, could uh, continue. So Pam and I said, you know, we have an emergency fund, but we're not actually using that fund because we're here in America. So we decided we would spend that money in that emergency fund, we would pre-position that money into Ukraine, even before it was needed, and then start raising money to replace that fund. Now, at this point in time, we're not assuming there's going to be an invasion. Uh, so this was a relatively small amount of money uh, compared to the current need. But we began to send that money to our Ukrainian son-in-law, who was still in the city of Odessa, he began to start pulling money out of an ATM machines as fast as he could. That was hard. Uh, well, it wasn't hard at first. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't hard until the day of the 24th when Russia began to attack. And at that point in time, it became impossible because there was a run on the ATM machines and they're all empty. And then if they did have money, they were restricted with the amount of money that you could pull out. But he had our uh, American debit cards and he was using those at the ATM machines to pull out cash and stockpile cash to help with the process of evacuation. Well, when things began, uh, when, when the shooting conflict began, you couldn't use the ATM machines anymore, but he could go to the grocery store and fill up shopping carts full of whatever was for sale. We said buy anything that they still have in the grocery stores and put that on those debit cards. Meat and, and cheese. Meat and cheese. Meat and was, cheese was big items. That was, and, and I, that was maybe box milk. I don't forget it. Yeah. I read that in the article. We, yeah. I, I remember him him telling me there was one of the ladies from the from the college. He was took her to the grocery store. And she said, "Well, I need this and this and this. And this is a week's grocery list." He said, uh -uh, "We're not doing that." We're not buying a week's groceries. We're buying for the next three months. You fill up these shopping carts, carts, plural, fill them up, we'll check out. And so he began to stockpile things for our Ukrainian employees yeah. who planned to, sh to shelter in place. And then he began to provide funds and resources for those who wanted to evacuate. Now, I said it took 10 to 12 hours for my daughter to go to Western Ukraine. Once the conflict started, the roads were packed. It took, in some cases, several days to make that exact same trip for Ukrainians to Western Ukraine. Gas began to be rationed, about five gallons uh, per fill up. And there was, my daughter said that, that at that point, there were lines waiting an hour just to get five gallons of gas. Then you drive a little further down the road, fill up with another uh, five gallons of gas on the other end. But thankful, thankfully, Americans began to respond, began to provide some of those funds to help replenish our emergency fund that we had, had borrowed from in order to start this project. 
and uh, our Ukrainian son-in-law, his name is Sasha, he has been able to continue to pull money uh, either on an ATM machine while it was available, then uh, to use that at local grocery stores uh, to help buy food and supplies for Ukrainians. So at the, co the Bible College campus today, what's, right. what's going on there right now? I can actually still log in to our uh, internal uh, Wi-Fi network and, and, and computer network, and there's a few cameras attached, so I can log in at any moment in time and see exactly what's going on. And what's going on is absolutely nothing. Our campus is completely empty. Uh, all of our faculty and staff have either are either staying at home in the city of Odessa, sheltering in place, or they have evacuated to Western Ukraine or have crossed the border maybe into Poland, maybe into the nearby country of uh, Moldova, uh, something like that. So at this point in time, our campus is currently empty and we are focusing on the people, not so much the campus itself. Okay, all right, and so they've evacuated. Uh, uh, the question that was asked earlier, Ray, is how can people help now? How can people help you work in a Okay, Pam and I are in Ukraine under uh, a mission organization called Partners in Missions. And that uh, is, is based in Fulton, Mississippi. Uh, and so we receive financial support through the organization called Partners in Missions. You can get to, you can mail, a, write a check out to Partners in Missions, mail that to P.O. Box 212, Fulton, Mississippi, 38843. That's one way that you can get money to us, then that will end up going to, uh, to you need to pick a, stick a post-it note on the check saying it's for the crisis fund or something like that. Our daughter is uh, also has a, a different mission organization called Hearts for, Ukraine, Hearts for Ukraine, and that has a website, h4ua.org. You can go to their website, and it's much easier to donate online yeah. through through their website. Now, Chuck yes. just told us earlier you could actually come to Walden Street and designate it. A, uh, you can write a check to their church and designate it to uh, Ukraine. Tell them about that, Chuck. Yeah, we've had uh, we've been taking up funds since they started this here, uh, and some people have just written a check to our church and designated to uh, Ukraine, and we are able to get it to Partners and Missions. Uh, at the P.O. Box 212 there in Fulton, Mississippi, for the Crisis Assistance Fund, designated for that. That's down. That's at the church here at Walden Street Christian Church downtown. Ray, if somebody wanted to call or just wanted to talk to y'all, how do they get in touch with y'all? Probably the easiest way is by email, and that is ray at partnersinmissions.org. P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S-I-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot org, O-R-G. Ray at partnersinmission.org. That's right. So uh, in, uh, in the article I read, you uh, had high hopes that you'd be going back in just a few weeks, <laughs> but also the possibility you may never get to return. That's, that's exactly true. Now, your, your son-in-law is there now. Yeah, I talked to him this morning on the telephone. He can't leave. He can't leave. Uh, so because know. because um, any adult male between the ages of eighteen and sixty are not allowed to leave the country in case they need to take up arms or some of that kind so of stuff. So I, I just learned something this morning. Chuck said, and with what y'all just told me, and a lot of foreign countries were. The military age is expanded to men 60 years old. So I'm 56, and if I was there in the Ukrainian, I, I would be called in the military. Yes. But now, American, you you could leave. Yes, as Americans, there have been the the American embassy has been urging American citizens to leave Ukraine uh, for the past two months saying that they definitely do not want to repeat what happened in Afghanistan. So they've said to American citizens, please get out, because if something happens, we are not going to be able to assist you. So you're going to be on your own if something happens. So please get out well in advance. Well, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back with maybe our last segment in just a few minutes. We're going to wrap up a little more uh, 
questions about Ukraine, maybe. Again, we want to put it back out there how they can help, local people can help, uh, and we, uh, we want to pray for our friends in Ukraine. We're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back. group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, I'm Tommy Wilson from Carnes Mattress Furniture Out in Carnes, Mississippi right here on Highway 72. I know you've heard that we sell mattresses at a deal, but did you know that we also sell lift chairs, recliners, adjustable beds, dining tables, and so much more? Did you also know we rent inflatables out? Remember, you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson, and you have to come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back for our last segment of our show, Hope. Uh, as I say, we're in downtown Corinth. We've got special guests with us today. Been an interesting, great show. A lot of details uh, about our missionary work in Ukraine. We have Ray and Pam Tranham here with us. Uh, they have connections. Uh, Ray is a Biggersville alumni. Uh, so he's an Alcorn County guy. And uh, they've been in Ukraine for 27 years. Uh, during the break, you told me your your daughter who uh, got out of Ukraine with your two grandkids. Uh, they are here. They are living in Hattiesburg with your other daughter, trying to get some stability in the life of the kids. So the uh, the process of getting them here, what? Okay. Our, our first of all, let me tell you that our our, our daughter is an OBGYN. She went to medical school there in Ukraine. And so part of her ministry and her work in Ukraine is working with women's uh, ministry and women's health care, as well as doing free medical clinics in some of the surrounding villages outside of the city of Ukraine. Let me ask you a question. So is she a, med that, is she a medical doctor here too? No. Okay. Uh, the, those, those credentials do not transfer. Okay. They, they are, she, she would be in, the, in Europe, but not in the U.S. Okay. And so... Uh, <clears throat> She, as I said, evacuated to Western Ukraine a few days before anything started happening. And we were happy with her being there and thought everything was fine, thought she was uh, staying where she was. We got a phone call a week ago this past Sunday, and she said, I've crossed the border into Romania. All right, it happened. She says it happened very suddenly. They were 
thinking about renting an apartment and staying where they were for a while, Sasha called on Saturday afternoon and said, you got to get out, and you got to get out now. And so they, he contacted friends along the Romanian border and different places. They, uh, as soon as the air sirens quit, they got in their car with a friend of theirs, drove as close to the Romanian border as they could get, and then um, they parked the car and they walked six miles to the Romanian border. And this is the little kids, too. They all walked. Right. And it was packed full of people. There were people standing there, people that had run out of gas that were Without trying to push their dad. Them. Yeah. Well, most of them up to the border, they still had their dad okay. with them. Once they got to the border, there was a three-hour wait to get across the border. And as you said, a lot of the families were there with their fathers, but at that point, they had to say goodbye. And their fathers had to turn and walk away from their families. Um, Regina was able to get across the border in three hours. And once she got across the border, there were other friends that picked them up, took them to their house, let them take a shower, let them eat, um, let them rest for a while. And then the next day, they, they got on an airplane and they went to Istanbul, and then from there on, they went to ended up in New Orleans, where Renee, their a sister, picked them up and took them to Hattiesburg. So that's where they are. And now. a week later, got their luggage. You got lost. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, my heart is for the your family. Uh, my prayer is that them kids get to be back with their dad uh, soon. We did get to talk to him this morning. Regina talks to him at least twice a day. Um, the girls and I talked to him this morning. He's doing fine. He just wants to be with his family. Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, listen, again, we want to make sure people knows how they can help. They can go to Walden Street uh, Christian Church, make a donation there, dedicate, uh, just memo it to the Ukraine help. Other ways, uh, some some web pages that that that, that give me a web page. Hearts for Ukraine, the number four. That is a website. Actually, it's H four U A. That is my daughter's, and you dot, can dot org dot org, and you can give online that way, or you can go to our personal website, which Just, is partners for a uh, partners in missions dot org. And y'all are going to be at Walden Street Church sharing this March the 27th at what time, Chuck? 10.45 a.m. Everybody's welcome? Yes, everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. It'll be a great opportunity for our community to come and maybe support these uh, folks. We're going to be baptizing three of our guys that morning at Antioch Baptist Church, or we'd be there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thankful that we got you here. A great way to be is to come that day, March the 27th. Uh, at Walden Street, there uh, uh, you could give that day, or you could give before. Right. We want to bring awareness that we have uh, locals that's in the mission field in Ukraine. Uh, we want to say thank you for your service, thank you for your heart, and uh, we want to pray for your family and pray for that nation. Thank right. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we really honored that we was here today again, March the twenty seventh. They'll be at that church. Chuck, anything you want to say before we go to? About, about about your sister being in mission field and, you know she earlier uh she said when ray was thinking about going or something and she said yes i want you to go pam my wife tells me sometimes now she used to beg me to come home now she begs me to go somewhere so that's what i, that's I understand what I thought, that too that's what i thought about when you said that maybe he was uh ready for him to go somewhere but again I've got a good friend that just committed to go to Africa for four years and to hear y'all's story today that y'all have been there 27 years. Right. And today, that uh, at this morning, that campus is nothing's going on because right. of a war breakout. Right. Uh, and that city you're in has a million people. Right. The city of Odessa is a million people right on the seacoast there on the Black Sea. So are they a chaos in that town today? We got a picture yesterday of the streets right next door to our house. They had uh, tank blockades uh, 
tank uh, stopping, the, the railroad uh, irons that have been welded together in kind of an X configuration in the streets, lining the streets. Uh, it was snowing at that time, and Sasha just uh, took a picture of, of the streets there, and so uh, sent that to us to show us what was, what was taking place. There is some, some um, explosions you hear usually off in the distance, and they've taped up the windows and things in, in their, the house where they're staying right now. But they are not seeing uh, soldiers normally on the, on the streets. There's not active combat inside the city of Odessa. Uh, but they are preparing because they know that that's a major port area, uh, the largest shipping and passenger yeah. port in that region. Well, in your article, you said this, I lay down at night because I'm tired. I get up in the morning because I'm worried. I wake up at three or four in the morning and can't sleep because of the worry of, of your local home there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, we're, we're just uh, want to pray we, and like I said, we want to support you. We want to bring awareness. I don't want you to be the best kept secret in town. I want people to know that we're that they can be able to help you here, and that helps people in Ukraine. I want to give a Bible verse that I thought about here, uh, especially for our friends in Ukraine, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of worry and stuff. But Psalms three three says, "But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. The Lord lifts us our head. He is our shield." That's Even right. in hard times, down times, maybe we have our head down today. The Lord is the lifter of the head. And he is our hope, our show's hope. I hope we shared a little hope today for our friends from Ukraine. And Ray and Pam, we're thankful for you being here today. Tonight at Living Free Ministries, we will kick off at 6 o'clock with some music. Uh, we'll be sharing some hope and, and things tonight. You are welcome to come tonight at Living Free uh, we're located out on Highway 72 at Magnolia Funeral Home. We've been there a long time. We'll have you a meal to go after we get done. We, uh, we'll have a meal from uh, Dinner Bell tonight that'll be catered. So uh, we invite you to come and be a part of that tonight. We have a golf tournament coming up April the 23rd. Uh, it's a fundraiser for the Freedom Center. Uh, we are hunting about 18 whole sponsors. We have 11 of them. Uh, we would invite you to, if you want uh, information about that, call us, be, get a hold of me or Wesley. Uh, we're going to need teams. We're hoping for 25 or 30 teams to play that day. It's a complete fundraiser for the Freedom Center. We're thankful for Brian Langley and his group for sponsoring that, Langley Wealth Management. Our co-sponsors are Grace Chapel Church, uh, our church at Freddie T's, our Pickwick, and Gatlin's Pharmacy in Tishomingo. Uh, also, our, our friends at Subway will feed you lunch that day. So, April the 23rd, golf tournament. Uh, so, we're excited about that. Chuck, I'm excited that you're here with us today. Uh, we always close our show in praying. Uh, so, uh, why don't we uh, take them just the last minute and pray for your family here, but also our friends in Ukraine. Okay, okay. Would, you, would you lead us in that? Okay, all right. Uh, hearts for Ukraine that just keeps coming uh, into my mind Lord is um, probably the the whole world has a, a more open and tender heart for Ukraine at this point and we just lift our hearts up to you to uh, to the Almighty God who can do all things you can put a stop to this right now uh, and as Tom Tommy always says uh, we want you to show up and show out um, uh, I keep asking that you do that in Ukraine and that you put a stop to this and save people, save our Christian friends, but save everyone there so that they can come to know you and that you get the glory through all that, Lord. And so we surrender it all into your hands uh, and ask that you work on their behalf. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.